Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, and so are you. And so is this wonderful gentleman we are going to present on today's podcast. As you know, we started a spinoff show called Artist Impact for Armstrong Cable here in the Northeast Ohio region. I'm going to make sure that you have the links in the subscription, in the description, subscription, in the description box so that you can pay attention as well. Well, one of the wonderful artists that we were able to feature on that platform is none other than Ben Marthy from Medina. He and his partner, Jesse Hernandez, have an incredible duo called Van Arlo, and we are so happy to have them on the Entree Musician tonight. I should say at least half of them, because here's Ben. What's going on, sir? Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, I'm truly a very appreciative to, for this opportunity to be on your show. Thank you. Well, I'm grateful for the time that you've allowed us, man. We really were uh, very, very impressed with your music. I think, you know, uh, the podcast audience here may not understand if they didn't watch the episode, but there were a lot of great things that the panelists said about your sound. Yeah, you know, I, I and I really took some of it home, too. I, I think that they did make an impact on me, just like, you know, the show's goal was um, – because one of the guys had said about something, maybe playing the song, uh, the song that I submitted, Play to Win, maybe doing it in a different key because um, he felt like I was straining a little bit. Um, yeah. I think um, it was, part of that was doing it at the end of the night. We were doing a three hour set that night. So wow. and that was the last song that we played. But um, yeah. I think there was some truth in what he said. And so I've been playing it in a lower key and I've been getting really good response from people, um, you know, at the different places I've been playing and uh, and actually feels better singing that way. So that's um, very cool. Made an impact. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very cool. I'm I'm glad that you uh, took it to heart and applied it, and now your engagement is stronger because of it. That's that's wonderful. Absolutely. I'll, I'll make sure that I tell him. I believe that was H. Wade Johnson, if my memory serves. That was me yeah, yeah. That's very cool. Well, I I have so many questions about Van Arlo and and you and I geographically are only about an hour and a half away from each other. I'm in Youngstown and you are in Medina. Did you grow up in Ohio or did you um, settle here from somewhere else? I've been uh, an Ohio person, uh, born and raised. Um, I grew up a little bit further south than where I'm at now, um, around the Worcester area, kind of out in the hills over there. Um, and then I kind of I came up to Cleveland for college, and then I kind of just migrated a little bit further south um, after that, after meeting my wife, and we kind of settled down here in Medina. Excellent. So, uh, so Medina is a little more quiet than uh, quieter than urban Cleveland, a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time living in Lakewood. Um, yeah. I love Lakewood. A lot different now from where from when I lived there, but um, the vibe's still the same. I, you know, it's it's kind of like a you know twenty something vibe there, and um, yeah. that's kind of the time of my life when I when I met my wife. So, I attribute uh, living in Lakewood for a lot of the good things. That's excellent. Well, tell me, how did you get started in music? Ah, man, I've been involved in music for a very long time. Uh, I, my first experience was probably somewhere around middle school 
and I, I grew up, I think my very first band that I ever tried to be in was a punk band. Um, started with that. Like, we were inspired heavily by like Green Day and yeah. like harder or no FX, like those kind of bands. And then I went, I lived in a very rural area. So it was kind of a, not a good, you know, area to, you know, not a lot of people listen to punk music where we were you know, trying to play. So uh, I think it was in high school, I kind of got into a more serious uh, country band. Mm. And we started playing country bass and sang harmony in a country band for a couple of years um, until, uh, until I went up to college up here in uh, Middleburg Heights, a school called Baldwin-Wallace. Yeah. And I went there and um, I, that's where my, I, my taste in music kind of blossomed a little further. I played football there for a couple of years and then um, I, I, when I decided it was kind of like a, a, a turning point in my life, I'd always been involved in sports and music. And uh, when I came to Baldwin Wallace, I kind of made the choice to, to choose sports over music because I had to quit the, the country band that I was in at the time. And um, I chose to play football. And then after that lasted for a couple of years, I, I got back into music a lot more, uh, a lot more serious and kind of developed playing acoustic and uh, writing my own songs more and kind of fell into that, um, which has continued throughout my adult life. Wow. Well, how did you meet Jesse then? And what happened with the emergence of uh, Van Arlo? Uh, well, Van Arlo is only a couple years old, believe it or not. But is Jesse and right? I met in college. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Jesse and I met in Baldwin Wallace. Um, he was a, a member of the, uh, or a student of the conservatory there. And he played in their orchestra and he's classically trained uh, musician. I wish he was here tonight to brag about himself, but I'll do it for him. Um, he's, he's, he's amazing. Um, and so it was kind of an odd pairing where I was a member of the football team and he was a member of the, you know, of an orchestra and we kind of lived in the same building. And there's a, there's one day that we kind of always talk about where we really, I guess, actually met each other is there was a bench outside. Uh, you know, a lot of people go out there and smoke or whatever. Um, Cause we couldn't do it in the dorm rooms, obviously. Um, neither him or I smoked, but we both play guitar. So we, we would there, I, there would always be a bench, a certain bench that I would go and play guitar on. One day I was going out, bebopping along, going to play my guitar in an afternoon, you know, sunny afternoon, whatever. And I turned, I opened the door and I turned the corner and there's somebody else sitting on my bench. And oh. it was Jesse. And I, <laughs> I sat down on the bench across and uh, we got to talking and we developed a friendship. And that was like kind of the, our first meeting. Um, and we've, We've been friends for a long time. Um, he was the best man in my wedding, one of the best men in my wedding. And we kind of, he went to a grad school. We kind of drifted apart, but we were both very serious in music, just in different routes. I ended up in a, like a hard rock band. I, I spent 10 years playing in um, called Rosella. Um, we were an original hard rock band and, and we, we played out, we toured a little bit, and um, he was also in band, several bands, even uh, he went to Carnegie Mellon, so he's in bands around that area, and then he uh, came back to Cleveland, and he was in a, a, a couple uh, locally known bands, 
uh, Vidium and um, one that's still around Top Hat Black. Hmm. And so both of us kind of reached a point where those bands kind of, I won't say like stopped making music, but they kind of just separated a little bit, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better term. And both of him and I are both still really passionate about making music and writing music and recording. So we kind of, we've always had our friendship, but this, uh, that sort of instance kind of brought us back together to making music together. Actually, um, you know, off and on, we've, we've always kind of wrote and recorded together, but this is like our first project that has a name. Wow. Wow. So, uh, who is the chief songwriter? Do you both collaborate 50-50 or do you bring lyrics, he brings music or vice versa? Well, for the stuff that we've, we've kind of been writing recently, it's it's kind of been more from me. I, I kind of develop it on a, my acoustic and I write the, the lyrics and the melody. And then um, when, we, when it comes to recording, Jesse's got a really good like producer mindset and he's able to program like some different instruments and help help kind of make it into a full production. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of that's kind of how our relationship has been thus far. Yeah. Um, we do get together and we we when we get together, sometimes, you know, a song will come out that we both kind of have input on. Um, but for the time being, anyways, it's mostly um, come from me and then he helps kind of with the production and making it fuller and more, uh, you know, uh, polished, I guess. Just or, or orchestrated, I guess. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what would you call or how would you describe the Van Arlo sound? And would Jesse agree with your definition? Well, uh, that's a funny, that's a great question. Uh, I definitely have my own sort of um, thoughts in my head on what I want things to sound like. And, you know, sometimes his his sort of background in music and being classically trained and also having a very different style he's very blues uh and funk sort of oriented and i'm i'm straight up like country and rock sort of uh, meld so our styles sometimes you know push and pull a little bit um i i am more i like to describe our sound like uh there's a band called city in color uh, it's, it's more singer-songwriter based, acoustic, but it also has like some elements of rock and indie sound. Um, where I think I think Jesse's more uh, his influences are more blues-driven and, and sort of funkiness-driven. <laughs> and so uh, you guys haven't come up with your own genre that you're going to market or. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about our own genre. I kind of think that everything's been done <laughs> in some respects, but <laughs> but we, we definitely do things our own way. And uh, I think uh, we're always working on ways to gel our different influences. And mm -hmm. I think I think any any sort of band is always doing that. And if they stop doing that, that's when they kind of yeah. stop being creative. No, so I I, you know we're always working. Now, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, how do the two of you handle the business end of music? Is it just one of you acting as the promoter, the uh, you know the manager, uh, taking care of the booking, or or do you kind of collaborate with shows and, well, and other productions? 
I think uh, for the most part, I'm I'm really good about the the booking side of things, um, and just more he's better with like handling like writing up a contract if it's needed for a, a, any particular gig that we're doing. He developed our website and and some of the more that that stuff. I'm more like the promoter and booker, mm-hmm. and he's more of the uh, the administrative sort of person that like. He knows how to word things in a contract. He knows how to like do that side of things that that really helps us um, have a pro, you know, mm-hmm. uh, put ourselves out professionally. Mm-hmm. Well, there are many bands and duos who have uh, set different goals for themselves uh, with respect to Van Arlo. Uh, I surmise it to be a project that is going to move you guys into uh, sort of center stage of what's going on. Or do you uh, feel that this is something that is less of a side project? You're writing for it. You're you're producing records for it. But um do you plan on leaving your day job to say this is the number one and that's it? We're not looking back. You know, I, 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 that's a, that's a difficult question. Um, I, you know, I spent a lot of years trying to do just that. Um, I spent a lot of time and I had mentioned my, my, my previous band Rosella when that was the goal with our with our project and you know we accomplished a lot as a band and our goal was to do it full time and to you know have the obligatory record deal and and push to do that whole thing um i think it's different now because jesse and i both have jobs and um sort of careers outside of uh the music side of things um i will never say never but i think in today's sort of climate in the music business, I, I feel like anything's possible, and I feel like it is better pursued on my own terms. And I think if there's anything that's come out of things going more digital and more like uh, artist-driven, mm-hmm. I think that it is you're able to kind of pursue both things. Where I can still play shows, I can still record on my I can still promote things on my own and I can still um, have sort of some stability with other aspects of my life with my my career that I that I built I'm a nurse and um, I, I I do that as my source of income <laughs> but yeah. music is always going to be part of my life and it's although I do have a career the music is still something I'm passionate. And I think that uh, to try to bring my point home, I guess, is like the way that the digital world is nowadays, I feel like you can do both. Mm-hmm. And if a bigger opportunity were to come my way someday, you know, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to consider it because I have, you know, I have a wife and kids and I can still uh, play locally and I can still make music on my own terms. I don't know that I need anything more, really. That's good. What a great answer. And what a a great place to be where you are satisfied and, you know, your soul is at rest with the decisions that you've made. And there's not this this struggle. Uh, Sometimes musicians find themselves in a constant state of tension because they want that music portion so bad. uh, But they are, quote unquote, stuck to their day job. You know what I'm saying? So. No, and I get that. I think it's a matter of perspective, really. I mean. Mm -hmm. 
at the end of the day, I really love to create music and write songs and write words and, and put it out and release it. Um, I'm doing that now. Mm-hmm. I think there is where people go wrong sometimes is when you're doing it to, uh, you know, be the famous person or to be a pop star, you know, that's not really, you know, I think I went through a period of my life when I was trying to do that. Mm-hmm. And not that I didn't succeed because I've done so much with, with music and it's taken me so many cool places and, and opened up so many doors for me. Mm-hmm. But my perspective is now that, you know, I'm still doing all those things. And just because I'm not like, um, on MTV or, or, or going on some big world tour doesn't mean I'm not s- successful. I mean, That's it's good. just, there, <laughs> there's so many, and you can attest like, and agree that there's so many more people that don't make it to that point than there are that do. And the fact of the matter, if you're doing it for that reason alone, I feel like, uh, you know, you're not, you're not in it. Your, your soul's not in it anyways. It's you're, you're, you know, like I said, I like to make music and I like to record and write and, and play songs. And I'm doing all that now just cause I'm not on, you know, Fox News all the time, you know, doesn't mean that it's not of value, I guess. No, I, I, I that's that's a, a really cool answer, and I, I would guess the uh, the suffix to that is if you're on Fox News as a uh, rock star, then something's wrong with the world anyway. So there, there you have it. <laughs> right, I think there's better stuff to report about, right? <laughs> right, you know. But uh, no, that's that's a great answer. It really is. And uh, I think that, um, as you said, not only in this economy, but in this present state where technology uh, really does afford us opportunities that we didn't have before to make sure that our music is heard. I mean, you know, when you release a song, it's uh, it's going on the same platforms that Jay-Z or anybody else, you know, it's the, it's the same platform. So, you know, what you can do and how you present yourself, you know, makes the difference. Because once you have your core fans who love Van Arlo, then, geez, it's the best life you could possibly have, you know. I who mean, need- for sure. And I, and I- I think some people could argue that, oh, you know, just because anybody in their basement can put a song and be on the sure. same platform as Jay-Z, that the, you know, the market is just completely oversaturated or whatever. But I feel like it's still the, at the core, it's still the same as it was. You yeah. still have to make good quality music and you sure. still have to develop a fan base. You still that's have to right. do all those things. That's, that's never changed. So as long as you're doing that and you're satisfied with whatever sort of level that is for you, yeah. then go on, man. Make it. Do it. That's Love right. it. That's right. And I, I do. I do. Well, this is personal. You know, it's your interview, but it's my, my personal opinion that once you've established, you know, followers and fans who are yours, you know, they belong to you. That's the greatest feeling in the world. You don't know 80 million people. They could be passive listeners. But if they're coming to every Van Arlo show, if they're buying all your product or scre- uh, streaming all your product and then buying your merch to boot and they are yours, they belong to you. That's the that's the greatest world you could live in. I mean, there's nothing better. And, you know, if, even if it's if it's 10 people or 10 million people, I feel like it's right. each person is still as valued because it's 
it's something you know that I created and like someone feels strongly enough about it to want to buy it you know that just is amazing to me you know so I you know I don't care what level it is it's it's still amazing you're absolutely right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your songs. Uh, what approach, as you as you pick up pen to paper, are you writing from personal experiences? Are you writing from things that you hear said in the hospital or among patients? Or you know, how true to life are these lyrics that you you bring about? Because I think your melodies are so great in the way that you uh, approach. The presentation of your songs i really I, I delight in that so i wonder where they come from where's the root um i think it's all of that um so i feel like to be really connected to a song you have to have some sort of life experience with it i think that has to be um, for me that's the way it is i've never been someone that um can just create something uh, you know create a song that is completely false all you know i think people that can do that you know on on a whim are extremely talented i think you know it may although and i'm not saying at the same time i'm not saying that i write something that is 100 percent true to life it's kind of like a an amalgamation of different this experience over here this person said this that really struck me and and however all these experiences sort of have a, a commonality to them. I try to find that and I put all that into a song, you know, mm -hmm. you know, every single word I write might not be like true to life, but it has some aspect that relates to some sort of experience I've had in some way. Um, I think that's, that's kind of, for me, that's how it is. And it's usually, you know, some people I've been asked before, what comes first, the, the lyrics or the, or the music. Um, I think for me, the majority of the time the music comes first mm -hmm. and then however the song sort of makes me feel or however I'm feeling that day and how the chords sound to me that day, that kind of evokes the rest. That's very good. Very, very good. Well, I, I always ask this question in interviews and uh, you know, you've done enough of these where you know that sometimes interviewers give you a list of questions and they say, well, we're going to ask this or we're going to talk about this. But uh, did you presuppose that I was going to ask you a question about your career? And I haven't asked that. And you're going, dog, Jerry, you're dropping the ball. Can you answer the unasked question? Sure. I'll do my best anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been asked, I have I have done some interviews in the past, and um, I think the the ones that are off the script more are always the best ones. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. But was there something that you felt I should ask you and I haven't asked you, and you want to answer that? Uh, uh no, I I guess I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that you gave us your time. I really am. I'm, I'm excited about what's going to happen with uh, Van Arlo, and I don't make it to Medina uh, much. I know that you play in uh, Cleveland often, and you invited me to a gig that I just couldn't make. But uh, don't stop with the invitations. I definitely love <laughs> your sound. I really do. And uh, it would be my honor uh, to bring my wife up 
and uh, hang out with you guys in person. I mean that. Oh, wow. Gary, that's, that's, that's really nice of you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'll, I'll for sure reach out. We're playing uh, at the house of blues again in December. So, Oh yeah. Um, I'll, I'll a message and let you know what the date to the details and all that. Well, I would, I would absolutely appreciate that. And people can get in touch with you through your website. Is that right? That's right. We have a little, uh, thing at the bottom where you can put in your email and, and write write to us and then we can add you to our, our list so we can reach out with our upcoming shows and, and things that we got going on. Um, we're recording. Um, Jesse and I are working on a new song. I was actually just downstairs today working on the, the vocals for it a little bit. Mm. Um, so you can look for that in the, in the coming weeks. We should have another song out there in the mix. So. That's real cool. So uh, you're open for private engagements. You're open to play uh, different venues of, of any size, coffee houses. So if you're out there and you're listening to uh, this podcast and uh, I'm going to have uh, some links to Van Arlo Music in the uh, description box and you want to book them, they can just come right to the website and make it happen. It's done, right? Absolutely. If you if you write to us through a website, it'll, it'll be most likely me uh, responding back to you. And, and absolutely, we're open to all those things. Thank you, Jerry, for, for mentioning that. Oh, it's, it's my honor. Absolutely. Well, I, I thank you, Ben, for the spirit that you carry, man, your approach to music. Uh, I've yet to meet Jesse. <laughs> this is twice now that, <laughs> that you've kind of hogged the camera and not let him be <laughs> on there. But <laughs> we'll get an opportunity. We'll have an opportunity to... Uh, uh, interview Jesse, I'm sure, in the near future. For sure, we will. Absolutely. Well, everybody, blessings to you. That is Ben Marthy. Wonderful band, wonderful duo. I mean, you know, it's just uh, soothing music, probing music, I might add. So, uh, again, uh, I'm going to give you every opportunity to listen to them when you go to the description box. You can just click on Van Arnold danarlo.com and uh, their music will pop right up great website great guy so you know that's what the entree musician is all about and uh, I want you to know that uh, you can go to the entreemusician.com get more information about what we do as we build our community we definitely want you to be a part of it because as I always say my name is Jerry B I am the entree musician but that's not what's important what's important is so are you and we'll see you next time okay god bless